This is a Pele Media Podcast. Welcome back to Jurassic Park Minute. Jurassic Park Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1993 film Jurassic Park Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we're here to bring you Minute number 72 of Jurassic Park. Brady, how are you doing today? Doing good. Doing really good, man. Super excited about uh, having some professionals in the house um, tomorrow and on Friday. Yeah, so tomorrow we're going to have paleontologists uh, and how they feel about Jurassic Park and, uh, you know, kind of how it influenced them in their careers as uh, scientists. So really looking forward to that. Got some really cool questions to ask them. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a great pair of shows. So, folks, if you uh, make sure you listen tomorrow and Friday because that's going to be fantastic. But as far as today goes, Brady, are you ready to get into minute number 72? Let's do it. Let's do it. In the previous minute, we saw Dennis Nedry crash his jeep and slide down a waterfall in an attempt to dislodge the jeep. As the minute ended, Nedry lost his glasses. At 72 minutes, Nedry gets up and searches for the winch hook that he dropped while sliding down the waterfall. Nedry finds the winch and runs across the road to find a tree to hook it to. At 72 minutes and 10 seconds, Nedry finds a rather large tree and attempts to secure the winch. At 72 minutes and 14 seconds, as Nidri secures the winch, we hear a high-pitched squeal as a shadow jumps across the screen and runs the other way. Nidri stops and looks around. At 72 minutes and 21 seconds, Nidri stops looking around and starts to secure the winch. At 72 minutes and 32 seconds, Nidri finally secures the winch and pulls it tight. At 72 minutes and 36 seconds, Nidri pulls the winch and we see the head of a Dilophosaurus pop out from the other side of the tree. Nidri looks around the tree but sees nothing. At 72 minutes and 41 seconds, the Dilophosaurus pops its head around the opposite side of the tree and squeaks, getting Nidri's attention. At 72 minutes and 43 seconds, Nidri looks over to that side of the tree and smiles nervously. At 72 minutes and 45 seconds, Nidri walks away from the tree while holding the cable. The Dilophosaurus watches him retreat. At 72 minutes and 51 seconds, Nidri continues to walk away from the tree and stops dead in his tracks when he hears the squeaking noise again, this time right behind him. Nidri turns around to see the Dilophosaurus staring right at him. And thus ends Minute 72 of Jurassic Park. So this minute has some pretty funny stuff in it, I think. You know, the Dilophosaurus looking around the side of the tree and kind of like moving its head left to right uh, while Nidri can't see it. And he's looking around the other side of the tree. I mean, it's a real simple joke, but I think it really works, you know? Yeah. No, um, I am a nostalgic through and through, and I love being able to kind of revisit characters or places or whatever from from movies i loved growing up and this is a scene that always stuck out to me is the whole dennis and dilophosaurus sequence i I can remember being terrified whenever i first saw this movie and um there was something about the location i don't know what it is it's that cave where the road goes through it's his jeep it's the hill it's the whole area and i always wondered man wouldn't it be cool to like go back and see that again or whatever uh, our last Patreon uh, episode that we did, we reviewed Jurassic Park the game, and that is where a large sequence in the game takes place. It's uh, right there at the opening. Is Dennis's yeah. Jeep. And you even, I mean, they don't just show you the outside of the Jeep. They show you his remnants in the car. And uh, so I thought that was really cool that they, they went back there and revisited that location in the game. Yeah, that was a really cool start to the game, and uh, the character, I think, in that situation had actually gotten some Dilophosaurus venom on her, I think, and she was kind of, like, hallucinating, almost, which yeah. uh, was, was pretty interesting, uh, you know, because Dennis gets sprayed here in a minute, and we don't really see what happened, the long-term effects of something like that, you know, but yeah. 
it's it's pretty funny. But yeah, I agree with you. There is kind of a, it's very um, unnerving. Again, there's no real music in this scene. You just kind of get the thunder and the sound of the rain. And then of course, the sound design in this minute is fantastic because they're setting you up to think that the Dilophosaurus is a cute little dinosaur. You know? Yeah. Uh, it, it, at first, when you see it poke its head around the tree, it's kind of adorable the way it cocks its head and looks at him. And it has this squeaking noise over and over again, this little, you know, doo -doo -doo -doo, or whatever, the little like, bird-like noise that you hear. It's it's so adorable. Uh, and it really kind of like drops your, uh, I want to say maybe drops your expectations for what's about to happen to Dennis yeah. in a second, which makes it all the more frightening when things go south here shortly. But uh, yeah, this, yeah, I've got a uh, friend you'll probably remember who I'm talking about. She had never seen Jurassic Park and I was showing her and when this happened, she reacted the same way. The little animal's cocking its head back and forth and she's like, oh, it's, you know, adorable and all this. And then she realized, oh, wait, no. <laughs> I know what kind of movie this is. I know where this is going. And so you've got Wayne Knight's comedic uh, sensibility, his performance. You've got the adorable nature of this animal and it, you're kind of taken by it. But then you know in the back of your mind that this is not going to end well. So the the buildup of tension here is brilliant because you've got this cute thing, this funny guy, and this horrible dread in the back of your mind as to what you know is going to happen, whether you've seen this movie before or not. Uh, it's in the next minute. I believe it's right where the next minute starts up. You get um, the shot from, I don't want to say over the shoulder, but from right behind the Dilophosaurus at Dennis, and he's saying, nice boy. And then the Dilophosaurus kind of picks up a little bit and starts breathing a little bit heavier, and Wayne Knight says... He reacts to that. He responds to that. And you know, this is this very well could be like take three or take four or whatever. And he starts to say, like, oh, nice boy, nice boy, nice boy. And that just to have that sensibility as an actor to respond off of this thing is so effective. And it adds so much to the believability of the animal. It's through his his little subtle performance that he, that he does, like right there, that little thing. And um, it's, it makes for a very, very, very tense moment. Even though he's kind of a disgusting and despicable character in this movie, you do feel a little sorry for him, you know. And yeah, the way I mean, the, the cute-looking dinosaur comes out, becomes so vicious, and you know, blinds him and then eats him. <laughs> but yeah. um, and that's something else I really like about the dinosaurs. It's not just an attack. It doesn't just you know you're not just given this cute little thing that's suddenly on top of him. It comes out in its threat comes out in steps. It's got the frills. Suddenly, its hooting goes into this like kind of squall, and then it gets, you know, the uh, spits you with the venom, and then, of course, you know, devours you or whatever. So its attack sort of comes at you in stages. And it's, yeah, I mean, God, Stan Winston, just his, his whole team. This is, I think this is one of their better in, uh, creations for the movie is the Dilophosaurus. I would agree. The Dilophosaurus is not CG in any of these moments. It's all puppetry the whole time. You know, you get, like you were saying, when it's breathing here in a minute and you actually see the sides, the rib cage inflate, uh, when he throws the stick, it cranes its neck around and watches the stick go behind mm -hmm. it. Even in this minute, when it's moving its head around the size of the tree, I mean, of course, that's just a Dilophosaurus puppet head uh, and neck on a, uh, you know, some sort of system that they had there, but it moves so fluidly. It pops out, you know, does its little squeaks, kind of looks at him and pulls back behind the tree. It's uh, it's it's fantastic and then of course you know the frills and everything become so vicious there is also a moment in a minute when it gets nidri in the car when he finally gets his comeuppance and it snarls and its lip like mm -hmm. pulls up around the fang and it just looks so it's one of the scariest moments with a dinosaur in the entire yeah. movie but yeah. yeah this is uh stan winston's uh, you know it's hard to decide what's the fi their finest hour in this movie because that Tyrannosaurus Rex is so amazing. You know, the raptors yeah. do look yeah. so good, but the I, th I agree with you. I think the, the Dilophosaurus is my favorite in the whole movie. So, mm -hmm. um, But I got, I got a couple of notes here. 
okay. about the actual real-world Dilophosaurus. Uh, it's a genus of theropod dinosaur. It contains, it contains a single known species, the Dilophosaurus withrilli. I believe is how you pronounce that. Uh, it's known from fossil records found in the Cayenta Formation of Arizona. This rock formation has been da- has been dated to the actual Jurassic period. So, of all the dinosaurs in the movie, the Dilophosaurus is the one to actually come from the Jurassic period, which is about uh, 193 million years ago. Dilophosaurus was amongst the largest carnivores of its time. It's about seven meters long and had a pair of rounded crests on the skull. Uh, a lot of speculation is that these crests were used for, um, you know, communication. So the Dilophosaurus would use it, you know make the noises in it like this movie to contact other Dilophosaurus. But uh, now it was also featured in both Michael Crichton's 1990 novel, not, not, excuse me, 1990 novel Jurassic Park and the movie adaptation. Uh, it's depicted as venomous, being able to spit venom, aiming for the eyes to blind and paralyze its prey, almost like a spitting cobra in the film. It also has a retractable neck frill around its neck, much like a frill neck lizard. There's no evidence at all to support either of these from uh, the venom spitting or the frill neck. Which is a, kind of interesting, so we'll make sure to ask the guys when they're on the show tomorrow if there's any sort of evidence to support this, uh, in their studies at least. But Crichton explains in the first half of the book, explaining that the park biologists never suspected that the animals were venomous until they were observed hunting rats. So Steven Spielberg did make it smaller in this movie because the actual Dilophosaurus would have been a little bit bigger than the way the raptors are depicted in this movie. But yeah, that's pretty much all the notes that I have on uh, Minute 72 here. You got anything else? Uh, no, that is it for me. Okay, great. Well, in that case, we're going to go ahead and wrap the stuff up so we can get on to our big shows tomorrow. All right, Brady, were you ready to get out of here? Let's go. Okay, folks, thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, hold on to your butts. Jurassic Park Minute is a fan-supported podcast. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at JurassicParkMinute at gmail.com and visit us online at JurassicParkMinute.com, Facebook.com slash JurassicParkMinute, and twitter.com slash Jurassic Minute. You've been listening to a Pele Media Podcast. For premium content and exclusive podcasts, visit us at patreon.com slash Pele Media. Check us out on Facebook at facebook.com slash Pele Media, and follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash Pele Media. Mahalo! Mahalo!